You are now listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Just stop, stop saying testicles. Clock out, come home, and drink away to fashion burn the weekly plays. Douchey calls and sweaty balls, this is Scotch Sporting. Well, uh, I learned in um, vocal and performance schools don't start a performance by apologizing because then people are going to be watching or listening to you waiting for the mistake that you pre-apologized for so i won't pre-apologize that i'm doing the recording and the editing of this will be subpar at best so i really hope no one says anything that i have to cut out because i do not have the time nor skill or patience to do this dave are you checking your blood sugar yeah i was told to you were told to check your blood sugar? Yeah. By your phone? Yeah. Uh-oh. Dave got a new, uh, Someone's for the first time. snackies. No, oh. now he needs to go get a snacky. So Dave's going to bow it. No, I just finished my, uh, my popsicle. So I'm just waiting for it to kick in. But you're okay? Is it? Yeah, this is what happens when you take your insulin, go for a walk, and then have your uh, dessert afterwards. Thank yous. I'll go get something. I'll be right back. Thank you. Dave is wearing it for the first Dude. time in 38 years, and 35, I think, of those of having diabetes, uh, a continuous glucose monitor in his arm, testing it out. So no more finger pricks. So now he looks oh, like, it's one of those like sensor patches or whatever. Yeah, so it's just a little needle that lives in his arm attached to a sensor patch, Oops. and it alert it alerts him when uh, he's low, as we saw on camera. So if if you are listening and you hear weird voices, and you're like, who the hell are these people? Uh, you have Mark and myself, but joining us is an old favorite. Our old friend, one of the OGs, uh, when this when this thing was even sillier than it was, our friend Gabe. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I actually didn't know we started, so. No, well, I don't. It's fine. We never do it. We're going to just spend like 10 more minutes now talking about the election. Uh, Tyler is not joining us tonight because he is uh, playing soccer. Chris is having a very tough time right now so all of our podcasting love to chris and the fam at this time uh so we have gabe and dave who is ran upstairs joining us but mark let's talk election ah. huh. what's what's our girl at what's she down by now same oh i didn't even check the update on that depressingly tight margin again half glass full she was supposed to not even come close to losing this seat but i just like i don't know how do you feel about this election is it are you happy or because i feel like a lot of lunatics still got elected yeah but those lunatics got elected in heavily red districts anyway so they were going to win regardless but people still people still looked at marjorie taylor green and was like yeah okay yeah but it's not like it's a hundred percent i mean no but it's well the Georgia that's now it's a majority, yeah. The Georgia that's now uh, the runoff with Warnock and Walker, it's like 1.9 million people still voted for a literal lunatic. Yeah, but 
a lot more voted for Kemp for governor and decided not to vote for Walker. Oh, that's weird. So he could have yeah. won. He could have won. But people were like, you know what? I'm just going to vote for Kemp and I'm just going to skip Walker because that's too much crazy for me. So we're Lauren Boebert is losing by like less than 100 ballots last I checked, which it's is very exciting. But then it's such a, it's still a bummer that like the old school uh, crazy Looney Tunes like uh, Rand Paul and Marco Rubio and like those pre-Trump like those would have been the Republicans that were like look at these fucking nut jobs. Yeah, it's still it's still a bummer. Well, even and Kemp too and DeSantis like before the Republicans went really bananas. Yeah, these yeah. were the like these were the crazy guys. And a lot of them, are we just watching Bort Nest? Yeah. Dave, I just, um, thank you for taking on the Chris role on this podcast. It's an audio thing, uh, especially right now. So it, you're, you're going to need to talk at some point or describe the visual. We started recording? Yeah. Yes. Oh, this isn't actually on video, so why do I have all these lights on? <laughs> so we can see you. So we can see how good you look. I turned my ring light on. Nice. It was a work from home day today. Nice. So not a lot of makeup on the face hole. Dave, what was your chosen snack? Uh, I got a Aussie bite and a handful of grapes and then this delicious dog. I just need to pause. Uh, Gabe, can you describe the comically large glass of water you have? Yeah, it's called the uh, Mostly Canadian Mega Keg. <laughs> I uh, stole it in college, along with most of my glassware. It's all stolen pint glasses, and this one is a double pint, I believe. Dave, and it is just water in it? It's you know a lot it, of gin. hydrated. <laughs> mm, I'm having my PC sparkling water flavors. Mm. Tomatin 12 year. Mm. Oak zero. Scotch sporting. We only need one. Uh, well, welcome, folks. I'm sleepy, so we're going to get started sort of earlier than we usually do. Uh, Chris, Are we makes... 15 minutes late? Oh, my God. I 15 minutes late to recording? But we'll be just on time to upload it. Easy. They don't need to know. <laughs> oh, no one. Okay. So we're going to start with the Scotch Porting leadoff. Uh, I guess I have to do one minute on the clock now. Because Chris isn't here. So bear with me, friends. Uh, Scotch Porting leadoff where I will introduce a topic, uh, give you guys the lowdown, and ask you gentlemen a question. And we'll have one minute to discuss that question. So can someone... There's a theme of this week's lead off which is just horseshit can someone explain this horseshit other than maybe they thought they were drafting mitch marner so the bruins last week drafted or, or tried to sign a guy named mitch miller who has previously been banned from ever being considered to play in the nhl because he has a noted history of uh hurling insults and physically abusing and bullying uh, a black kid with 
some sort of learning disability. And it's it's horrifying. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Isaiah Meyer Crothers just released a statement uh, because Mitch Miller has come out saying, oh, I apologize. We're all good. And this guy was like, no, we're not. He, he tortured me for most of my adolescence and he's tried to apologize and I do not accept it. Um, so it's worth a read of what this guy um, did to him. It's horrific. He should never play any professional sports. What the fuck were the Bruins thinking? That's my question. He might be good as Tony D'Angelo. And figured out if we sign him, people will look past the past aggression and look at how talented he is. Not realizing that the entire Bruins roster is like, no, fuck that. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, whoa, we weren't aware of uh, the details of this. We weren't aware of the backlash by our own players. At some point, somebody at the Bruins organization has to realize that this is not allowed. So how did it get to the point where pen went to paper before somebody outside the organization said, we can't do this? I don't think anyone in the organization did until they got the reaction from the players. And it was... But there must be, like, on on, on this player's name, there has to be a red flag that says you can't legally sign him. I don't you know, know. Yeah, and that's why Batman came out and said, "Hey, they never even contacted us about signing this guy." Like, yeah, we won't let him sign on an Were the NHL just trying to Make it under the radar. Like, I don't understand how they got away with it. Gabe, oh, that was. I gotta bad. change. That's my alarm, and it's giving me weird. Uh... Weird vibes. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, okay, that's use that one. Um, that's what we'll use. I just think. They were hoping people forgot about it, to be honest with you. Let's... How long ago was the this uh, kid, like, eligible? He's, like, 18, oh, he was, so this was, like, He was drafted little. in 2020, so, by the Coyotes. Yeah. Is there a statute of limitations on bullying? No, that, and that's not it. There's no, like, it's, it. I mean, it should be a crime, but it's not, like, it isn't, I don't think, by letter of the law, a crime, but it's, like, do you want a piece of trash like this on your team? Takes a piece of trash to contain a piece of trash, right, Marshawn? Please don't equate Marshawn and this guy. Uh, Okay, so next is uh, our next on our horseshit uh, tour, uh, Tour de France. Can someone explain this horseshit other than uh, rich white guys loving other rich white guys? So, uh, terribly named i think frank reich was fired uh although potential if you could hire coaches really great fantasy team name opportunities with that and just down the toilet dave don't make that face uh so uh indianapolis colts uh head coach was fired and who did they hire other than former Indianapolis Colts player Jeff Saturday, who you might say I kind of remember him a little bit from the Peyton Manning Colts days. He was a good, he was a good player, right? Like he was, he was good, but uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a good player. He's in the Ring of Honor. Has he coached before? Uh, yes, uh, he coached a high school team, uh, and they went, they went twenty and seven. So he has been handed 
the head coaching job of the of a professional football team, having never ever coached professionally anywhere ever in his life. Uh, the the press conference was comically bad. I enjoyed every second of it, trying to justify why this guy got the job. And it's like, oh, he gets it. And then he doubled down saying, like, you really have to earn this job. And I really earned it. Uh, and then this uh, Jeff Saturday also hired as his offensive coordinator, the assistant's quarterback coach, Parks Fraser, who is 30 and has never called plays at any level. Two questions for you, gents. And I'll put two minutes on the clock. If you need a bit more time. Uh, my two questions for you are, what the actual fuck? How d- how on earth did he truly get this job? And my second question, give me the Colts record for the rest of the season. I say this is the Ted Lasso effect. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. And w- uh, is he going to be successful? No. Absolutely not. So, what's the I give mean, me the Colts record for the rest of the rest of the season? Uh, with the games remaining, yeah. I don't know how many games I've left. Uh, week ten. Have they had their bye week? They have, they have eight games left. Okay. Yeah. Two and six. Okay. Okay, Dave. I also I, I agree with two and six. I just looked at who they have on their schedule. I actually think they win this game this week at Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. They're a mess. But then listen to their next ones. They have the Eagles. Nope. They're at home against the Steelers, which technically they could win. It's also a primetime game for some reason. Steelers at Colts. Um, I don't think they'll do that. Uh, Colts at Cowboys. Colts at Vikings. Chargers at Colts. Colts at Giants, and then maybe the last game of the year where they host the Texans. Not true. <laughs> oh um, boy, Gabe. I. I oh. So what? You have it. Uh, you have your your chance for what the fuck with this, Dave. Oh yeah. Um, also, if you look at Frank Reich's uh, record as the head coach, he was above five hundred with an absolute turnstile of quarterbacks. That's impressive. He, he, yes, what have you done for me lately? He's been awful, awful this season. But as a coach, with what he's had since Andrew Luck retired, he hasn't been terrible. So what? There's been a, there's a lot of other coaches out there, Ron Rivera, who have done a lot uh, worse with more. And look at the Raiders too. McDaniel's took a team that went to the playoffs last year, got a better team this year, and is two and six with that team. Mm-hmm. Game. Um, I just think again, it's a, it's a case of, he knows somebody, I mean, look at Steve Nash, right? He started in Brooklyn, every brand new coach is set up to lose their job one day. So I think you start the clock. Does he last the rest of the season? Do they bring him back next year? But I think it's a case of that. It's just, let's get him in there. He's a fan favorite ring of honor. Yeah. Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe it's a, hey, this will get at least two more people through the turnstiles because this guy's back with the team. He's more of an ambassador than an actual coach. Yeah, let's get the, let's pack the fans in there. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to be original. I don't want to be like the other two guys. I'm going to go, they're going to get three wins. Oh. Oh. Can I get three? Three and five. Okay. 
Uh, okay, does the punishment fit the crime for this horseshit? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just before we move on, I had the Colts as a potential Super Bowl underdog this year. Yeah. So, there goes that. Yeah. yeah so how's that futures ticket? That, that, <laughs> that fan duel where you get $5 for every uh, win? I picked oh, the Colts no. for that one. <laughs> no, did you really? He sure yeah. did. Oh, no. Well, how's that? 15 bucks. Coming off of last year where they were so close to being a playoff team with that running back and that defense and bringing in Matt Ryan, who I thought was a huge upgrade, I was like, there's no way they're not winning the, the uh, AFC South. So you're Although, talking about the Matt Ryan that lost to the Patriots yeah. after being up 28-3. But Anyways. Um, poor Colts. I mean, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been healthy all year either, so that doesn't Correct. Happen. Correct. Sorry, Dave. We couldn't all pick the Bills. Looking good for me. I don't know, Josh Allen. I know. Uh, okay, does the punishment fit the crime for this horseshit? Last we talked, uh, we were discussing Kyrie Irving, uh, given the opportunity to say, "Hey, are you anti-Semitic?" Didn't just pause and say, mm-hmm. "No." He said some anything other than no. Um, Double down. <laughs> just like how easy how easy was it to just be like no I'm not and just walk away that's like maybe there's no there's no other correct answer to the question are you anti-semitic than to say no I am not so uh, since we spoke Kyrie Irving has been suspended for five games apparently there is a, a big long list of things he has to fulfill before he is able to get back into the league uh, and he was meeting today with Adam Silver, a noted Jewish person. Uh, uh, and Nike has suspended their relationship with Kyrie Irving. Uh, do you guys think after... They canceled his shoe. They canceled the launch of his shoe as well. Although, uh, Dave, please correct me if I'm wrong. Is there something ironic about, like, maybe if it's a sandal, like an anti-Semite making, making a shoe to, like, cross the desert? This is way too soon. I, I, I heard it was a deal with uh, the German footwear uh, Birkenstock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's I, funnier. Dave can. I, I gotta go. Dave can say that for all of our listeners. <laughs> it's uh, funny because he had two choices of basically the same sandal, Birkenstock or Nayot, and he went with the German one over the Israeli made one. Don't ask me questions about that. That's right. <laughs> Dave just named check an Israeli sandal brand that he knows. But what do I call oh. Dave? What do I call the Nayots instead of Nayots? Birkenstein's. The Birkenstein's, which I think is hysterical. Uh, okay. Very funny. So my question for you guys: After this meeting with Adam Silver, uh, do you think he will be suspended for any more? Is there going to be any more punishment? Uh, and the very weird take from the uh, NBA PA Vice President Jalen Brown saying he disagrees with the terms uh, and doesn't think he should have to apologize. Because saying something uh, as yourself is different. Hold on, I gotta find it because it's it's absolute horseshit. Um, there is an interesting distinction between what somebody says verbally and what somebody posts as a link on a platform with no description behind it. Some people will argue there's no difference, and some people will argue there is a difference. There's no language in our CBA. There's no rules against it. This is an uncharted territory for everybody. Weird take little bit of a weird take. I personally would have started with there's no language for this in our CBA. I would have kind of left out the part of like, hey, what's the difference if I said I'm an anti-Semite before posting a link to an anti-Semitic video? 
as opposed to just posting a link to an anti-Semitic video. Real, real black and white, real line in the sand there. Uh, yeah. Maybe just start that sentence a little bit later, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, my question for you guys, is he going to get any more time, uh, five games, he's, or is he going to check the list? And thanks for, we'll see you. We'll see you in five more games. David? Apparently he may. Oh, oh. Gabe, you go ahead, sir. Oh. I was going to say, apparently he met yesterday and it went well. So they're saying he should be back after five games. Um, my thoughts on this are just that it's uh, it's just common sense nonsense, right? It's just like you are a star player in a league where everyone watches and you've got kids and this is the platform you want to die on. Like, this is ridiculous to me. Like, I just, I don't, like, whether the CBA has these rules in there or not, I just don't, like, it just bothers me that it's just like, well, it, there's nothing in the rules that says this. It's like, you're a public figure. Like, let's, yeah. you know. It just bothers I, me because it's so easy not to say anything. <laughs> I agree with Gabe, but I also Here understand from a, le a legal standpoint that there is nothing for precedence here. And so I think the five games makes sense i don't know like i don't know where five games come from it could be 50 games it could be the season it could be indefinitely until he shows some sign of um uh Less retribution anti-anti-semitism anti but i think that the point is is this was kind of laid out but i understand where the end uh, the the players association comes in saying where is this coming from like this list is an arbitrary list of things that one person thinks makes this right and i'm not i'm not saying it does make it right because i don't think it does but at the same time how do you substantiate the penalty for a crime where there is no precedence i mean hate crimes literally mark let's go, go back to the miller thing in the NHL. Should, should, he be, should he be suspended for six million games but yeah. I, the team issued the suspension right it wasn't the league correct yeah so is this is meeting with adam silver maybe a league suspension I don't know if it's a league suspension or maybe just part of like the community service. Mm. Of One of the conditions is he has to meet with the owner of the Nets and to demonstrate his understanding of the issues. Yeah. Oh, that should be fun. That seems like a very subjective thing. Like so many of these things are subjective checklists. But I'm not, I'm not putting any stock then in this, in Kyrie Irving doing that because again, when asked, are you anti-Semitic? All he had to do was say no. So when it's faced, funny I... when ahead, faced with the, the owner, do you have an understanding of the issue? Very easy. Just say yes. Yes, I love the Jews. Uh, but he's, I and don't have confidence that I he's going to do that. I think that's the point, though, that he will check off everything he needs to check off because his paycheck depends on it. Mm -hmm. But will he actually learn or grow as a human? No, not at all. And again, I don't know. No, absolutely not. I don't have but confidence. Will he, be, will he be playing again in six days? Probably. I don't have confidence in that either, though, because he's the one that sat out most of last season because he wouldn't get vaccinated. And he'd pay hit for that. Yeah, and the league welcomed him back. Mm -hmm. And the team did. Well, the team desperately wanted him back because, again, <laughs> they're supposed to be this contender, and now they're just a laughingstock of the league. The COVID went away. So, I mean, think of it that way, though. I mean, you look at last year. Team's like, nope, can't play, gotta get the vaccine. Oh shit, we really need you. No, but then the oh, rules change. You're anti-Semitic. Oh wait, we need you. You know what I mean? It's like, 
they make this hard stance to look like they're like the cool dad mm-hmm. and then it's like let's reverse a bit when when teams or franchises look into players and long-term deals do they not do like background checks like there has to be some kind of flag or past history of character that goes into this like when, when you look at the Nets signed Kyrie Irving as a free agent, right? Or was he a trade? I don't remember. It was a trade from Boston. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're trading for a high value chip. You have to do your due diligence, don't you? Well, or, they, or do the Nets they, just think like he's going to bring in so much in terms of revenue from ticket sales and all that crap and and and, that, and his talent level, like the talent. Yeah, level yeah. That's it's person. it's the graph that Mark and I want to do our PhD dissertation on of how good you need to be at sports versus what level of heinous crime and what is like, what is a crime too heinous? And then the sports level, not as good that now, like you're off our chart now. I, there, there has to be an answer. Cause if you look back at the bills with that punter immediately kicked off. Right. Oh yeah. But if that was Josh Allen, yeah. Even though he could kick a ball 70 yards. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, say Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs, oh, just get kicked off the team. No, because that talent level. But uh, Kareem Hunt, still still playing. Well, yeah. But in to- and you can look at Antonio Brown last year. Like, no, you're too, you're not good enough to, it- to deal with this, hor- this bullshit. And Deshaun Watson on the cusp of his comeback? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we are we're mere weeks away from that. Okay, uh, next. Uh, speak- I know Dal Beckham soon too. He didn't do anything. He's a good. He's a good didn't guy. He get a, didn't he get accused for uh, sh- liking girls to shit on him or something. That's not. As long, who's, this, if she's consenting, who cares? Okay. <laughs> sexual assault is very different from liking to be pooped on. As long as the girl doing the pooping is a consenting adult the, who cares what's it to you you're you're yes. kink shaming maybe he likes pooping no and you're kink shaming right now you are shaming people's sexual preferences and that's not cool everybody, everybody poops that's not cool but well, does everybody poop on each other hey if it gets me off different strokes for different folks live for every pot yeah, one man's blumpkin is another man's uh, like joyful sexual experience. Uh, okay, so speaking of notable shitbags, uh, Brett Favre uh, could couldn't get couldn't get more stupid. Uh, it comes out he is the uh, one of the leading backers and investors in two drug companies that claimed to uh, help concussions and. It sounds like just completely made up the results. I don't even know if they actually did trials. So my question, because like there's no debating that this guy's awful. There's no debating. And I think we talked about it when Dave and I got back from Minnesota. Still a shit ton of Favre jerseys. So that's depressing. Uh, my question for you guys, what is next on our shit carousel for Brett Favre this year? Pick, pick a scandal. Oh, he's going to back someone in a uh, Republican race. I think his daughter uh, is going to... It's something with his daughter, because there was a TV show recently that was actually a cool concept. And it was like, 
relatives of celebrities all in a house. And then the oh, game was they did a contest each week and whoever lost the contest had to guess who what celebrity you were related to. And if they got it right, the person they guessed went home. If they got it wrong, they went home. Uh, Brett Favre's daughter was a contestant on this and was apparently a huge piece of shit. So the daughter is going to be involved in a sex scandal with uh, a gentleman who is slightly below the age of consent. That's my prediction. Dave, you had one or Mark, murder you for had hire. one? Oh, murder for hire. Okay. Dave, what was yours? I have her, I have him backing the Republican winner of the Mississippi state. Okay. Okay. Mark? Uh, full QAnon. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay. And final, speaking of horseshit, just kidding. Gabe, tell us about soccer things. The World Cup is upon us. Uh, Team Canada is on their way, uh, but I believe uh, we just lost the goalie. Yeah. Broke his. Alfonso Davies? No, the goalkeeper. The goalie. Oh, Milan. Yeah. Broke his leg in an it LA. In the LA match finals yeah. against uh, Philly. How's a goalie break his leg? No, that was the backup goalie. That's not their main guy. Oh, phew. Uh, he uh, came out to stop, yeah. like he basically poke checked, and got barrel rolled over. And but then he got a fucking red card for this is my favorite part and why soccer is so goddamn stupid. He got a red card for denying a goal scoring opportunity. He's the goalie. He's the goalkeeper. <laughs> That's his job. Isn't that his one, one job? job? Okay, fuck anything about the World Cup, Gabe. You have a minute to explain what the fuck. <laughs> well, I didn't see this play, so I have no idea. I don't care. My assumption is that... You need to tell me why this is a penalty. didn't touch the ball. The rule is, if you're going to make the save or you're coming out to, like, stop somebody in the 18-yard box, you gotta touch the ball first. If you don't touch the ball first, you hit the player, you're denying an opportunity. Black and white. But what if I meant just miss even if there's a, even if there's intent to go after the ball and the player just moves the ball and you miss it. Yep. You have to touch the ball. But I'm going. And that results in a red card as opposed to not a penalty shot. Yep. That's that's like going spikes up. He probably could have went spikes up again. Like I said, I didn't see the play. But he went. So, to, he went to go. Assumption do is he his... went slide again. He did his job. No, he didn't because he didn't touch the ball. But he stopped. Spikes up also doesn't get you a red card. To get the ball. He stopped. Okay. Yes, it is. Spikes up tackles are immediate red cards every time. Oh, soccer. Sorry, I was thinking thinking baseball. If I'm not lazy, I'm going to edit this out. Uh, But Gabe, can you quickly go and see if you can look up the play? Because I need you to watch it to actually tell us if it's that stupid. What's this goalie's name? Let's see. I might edit this out, but we'll see. Probably not because I don't want to. Ryan Hollingshead. Watching Hollingshead? Who's Ryan Hollingshead? This is an... No, it's, it's Crepo. No, Max M. Crepo. Sorry. Yeah, Crepo. Yeah. Here it is. Max M. 116th minute, so they were an extra time, too. So the replay is a very far away shot, oh. and they don't do a slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> This is pretty hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. The ball is nowhere near him. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, without even having to zoom in, the ball is nowhere near where he's sliding. It's a reckless tackle. That's 
That's a red card. Spike was probably up again. This is a very long shot from very far away. Yeah, there's um, no other replay. So I don't know how the MLS doesn't have better camera angles. That's ridiculous. I'm so. saying I'm saying Anyways. that. Up. Well, it, it wasn't like it was the finals or anything. Yeah, right. It was, it was an extra time too. Okay. LA was supposed to win. The right team won. So yeah. Uh, our deep Didn't dive. The outcome. I were deep. Oh, I'm not cutting this part out. So our deep dive, although Dave added some interesting questions at the bottom, so we won't take too long with this. And also we only have like 15 more minutes. Uh, so fucking Astros, our deep dive has just let the offseason begin for baseball because the fucking Astros won. It's not like Philly emotionally is much better, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I think we were all, we were all rooting for the Phillies because no one likes the Astros. Literally no one likes the Astros, except maybe the people that were in that stadium. And maybe just because they're like, oh, I'll go see the World Series. That's cool. Uh, although, how do you, I don't know. I'm sad. Are you guys sad? Especially like with the Blue Jays being out, knowing the Astros, them just won the World Series. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is the point? Well, we'll find out in two years if they cheated. <laughs> and nothing will happen. Uh, Dave, are you sad? Uh, I'm nothing. Once, once the Jays were out, I really had less, I, I, I knew who won, but I didn't watch a single World Series game. Um, I, I knew kind of where the, the series was at, but I, I really didn't have a vested interest. Mark? I'm the same. I didn't watch a single inning. I was indifferent. I still, you know, play some bets on it, but didn't have it on the TV at all. Um, how pissed do you think Tom Brady is right now? Gib, did you just write penis in the chat, in the in the Google Doc? I don't know. What's the topic actually supposed to be? How pissed is Tom Brady's penis right now? <laughs> so, uh, how pissed is Tom Brady right now? I just thought it was very funny. Uh, Kate Upton crashed uh, Justin Verlander's interview with Fox Sports and they asked him I think are you do you have plans to come back this year and she was like he can come back as many times as he want he's an artist this is his art he can keep playing until he is physically unable to play anymore and it was just like somewhere a single tear Michael Jordan courtside meme style is just <laughs> rolling down Tom Brady's cheek or is he is he ragingly on the phone to Giselle saying like see see other supermodels support their older superstar husbands? Yeah, but she doesn't make nearly as much money as Giselle does. That's true. Really? Yeah. Kate Upton doesn't make as much as Giselle. No, Giselle was like Giselle was it. Huh. For a long. He was time. the breadwinner in yeah. the Brady family. Yeah, she made more money than he did. Uh, it is. Also, he he think... wasn't big into the the um, he wasn't a spokesman for as many things as a lot of the other kind of top athletes in their leagues are. Because he's Brady was true, but if you like, if you look at like LeBron and how many things he backs, like he has way more endorsements that come in than Brady does. Do people not just not want Justin Verlander? Is he like Mike Trout and just a huge superstar, but really very boring? And super I think that's a lot of baseball players, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you can compare football and baseball. Like, 
Tom Brady's one bad hit away from just being a mush, you know. Whereas baseball, you could probably play it forever until somehow you get hit in the head with a baseball. To your team, Giselle? We're blowing your elbow. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm team Giselle, but I just think when comparing these two scenarios, that's the way I'm seeing it. Like, you know. Yeah, blowing your elbow is not the same as affecting your quality of life later yeah. in life. <laughs> you have two. That's what the wife's for. Yeah, I'm not a switch hitter. <laughs> uh, Dave had a very interesting question um, before this podcast was how do you uh, so it, it is award season also for the um, MLB I think everything is next week things start coming out finalists were announced this week um, may, may I jump in with one more thing before we move away from the Astros mm-hmm. it is the first time in sports history one city has lost two championships on the same day Oh, right, because the the soccer thing. Because the, the Philadelphia soccer team, I don't follow the MLS, so I don't know what they're actually called, lost on the exact, the Philadelphia Union, lost on the same day the Phillies lost the World Series. Are they just the Philadelphia Football Club? Or do they I don't know if you just said sure. Union. What are yeah, they? Yeah, it's Philadelphia Union. Oh. That's weird. Is it? The Philly, is that a weird team? Phil, the Philadelphia Union. It's one of the rare ones that doesn't have an S on the end. The Union. I don't see why. Well, how about Sporting Kansas? I mean, the... Well, they're, they're, it's it the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Union here. because the Philadelphia was like the capital of when they were the Union, right? Uh, a lot of them seem to be like this in, in MLS, though. It's Atlanta United. Yeah, the Montreal Toronto Football that. Club. United is different like from the conventional union. soccer names. Yeah. It is, yeah. Whereas the Philadelphia Union alludes to the union of the thirteen colonies. That's literally of what which I just Philadelphia said. Philadelphia was the first capital. That's literally the Houston Dynamo. That's literally I'm what here. I just said. Check the tapes. <laughs> I will check the tapes again. If I'm not lazy, Edit this out. if I'm not lazy, I will run back. Me saying this, I'm just gonna clap. So I know where it is. It's it is the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Union here. because the Philadelphia was like the capital of when they were the Union, right? The uh, a lot of uh, that is a TV trick, ladies and gentlemen. That's called slating. So you know when to when to cut. That's why they do the clapper. So you have an audio cue. So you see the hit. So you know where to clip things. That is TV lessons 101 from me. Taylor, a noted television professional. Um, so it, it is award season or boner award season, as Gabe would like to say. Um, Dave, you had a very interesting question of what would our criteria be? Like how, so I think this is obviously corrupt uh, because um, the finalists are chosen by the Baseball Writers Association of America on no criteria that I could find information on other than like you just pick the popularity contest you pick the players mm -hmm. that you like and now uh it was an interesting article that it, there is a baseball writer who will no longer be uh submitting a ballot because now there's money involved in how you rank in the top 30 like there's so it's just now ripe for corruption and insanity so uh, what should the should there be metrics 
Because baseball is like you it's can't. Just Russian it, figure skating judging all over it. Yeah, I mean, it can't always be like ERA and wins and losses because the, there's nuances to those, obviously. So what's the criteria for something like the Cy Young winner? Dave, this was your question. What do you think? Yeah, I, I surprisingly actually haven't delved that deep into advanced analytics for baseball, even though I feel like that's something I should get involved in. Um, I think there needs to be a weighted value based off an agreed upon set of criteria. And so if you have something like wins and losses, which don't mean anything anymore because the team you're on largely dictates your wins and losses. But saying that somebody who wins 22 games versus somebody who wins 10 had an impact on their team more so yada, yada, yada. But maybe wins are have a lower weighting value or coefficient than something like an ERA or a strikeouts per nine inning or more and further into advanced analytics. Um, like your, your swing and miss rate. Uh, I would argue, like, yada, I yada, also yada. find ERA super... But have... Sorry, you go. And I was going to say, but they already have something that tracks all that. It's called your war rating. Fine. So maybe, so is the war rating the determining factor? Is, is the scion given to the person with the highest war rating? It, I mean, is, that, or should it be? It should be strictly statistically based. And the fact that it's not is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. And whether it's one specific metric or a weighted average of a defined number of metrics, I think that should be what goes into it. As yeah. opposed to just, yeah, Verlander was good this year. What about MVP? Because there's always that projection that a lot of East Coast writers don't watch the West Coast games because they're not going to stay up till two in the morning to watch They're sweet. Yeah. Dodgers, right? They're so sweepy. Although, uh, if that is my paid job, then I will wake up in the morning and watch what I need to watch. Like if yeah. I'm paid as a baseball analyst and writer, yeah, then I, I it doesn't my hours are not nine to five. My hours are seven until two. So what do you uh -huh. think, though, uh, like I, I was trying to say about the MVP, because that's even that's way more nuanced than uh, the Cy Young. Yeah. A rookie of the year, you could you could definitely put stats, too. And I think rookie of the years come out of non-contending teams more than uh, the MVP would. So what are your what are your analytics on awarding the MVP? Who made a difference for their team and so i know you being an angels fan dave otani might be the guy you're pushing but what did he do for the angels to get them to the postseason him being that good affected zero in my opinion i think it's got to be aaron judge it has to be I, i'm not i will never this yeah. year i will never question that it's not aaron judge because he was the most valuable player but how do you define value uh again i'm going based on well if we want to go analytically i don't that's a whole other discussion i guess but and again i'm my I, i'm looking at who made an actual impact to their team but how do you quantify where that? you want to go yeah again, runs, no, no, the war brought in runs you know yeah, war rating, there you go. So, would so you... is war the, the be-all and end-all for all award? Uh... It, it literally means wins above replacement, so that's yeah. your value to the team. So, right? Gabe, would you suggest, uh, let's say you take your top 30 war rating players, uh, position and otherwise, and draw, are you, of that list of 30, dropping off anyone that didn't make the playoffs? Probably. I would. What did you do for the team? Yeah. 
What did you your value team? was not as impactful because your team did not reach the postseason. Yeah. How many games are in a season? What, 160? 162. 162. So 162. So let's say we would have gone... 50 and what dave do that math quickly 50 and 112 and and me i would have made the team 70 and 92 but how do you how do you measure those incremental 20 wins that you would have gotten the team but that's what i'm saying is i made an impact to the team we just were so terrible we didn't make the playoffs but I, without me you would have been even worse whether and, but, vote, Gabe, but gabe's and- argument is if i am on the cusp of playoffs and i push my team over i'm better suited to be an mvp winner than someone that didn't do that, but won the same amount of like, games. Let's use last year as an example. Otani somehow got 30 first place votes. Every Everyone put him there. But again, I get it. This guy pitches, this guy hits, it's great. But again, what did he do for the Angels last year? I would argue, though, without Aaron Judge, the Yankees probably would have still made the playoffs. Well, yeah, last year should have been Guerrero's here. Sorry, Mark? I, I would... I- so I was saying last year should have been Guerrero's year. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're asking. They almost should do what the NFL does because there's always, I mean, when you have the MVP, it's always a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So they also have not the player of the year award, which usually goes to a bar receiver or running back. Yeah. So you should have two In MVPs. an extreme example, if my team plays 162 games and somebody hits 162 home runs and that team doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think that 162 home run person is the most valuable player. Yeah, that means nothing. Yeah, it means yeah. nothing. Exactly. Which is what Otani basically did last year with the stats he had. Great stats, but what you do for your team? I, I think the Otani one is a bit different because of the pitching and the hitting, and yeah. and you could start to see the impact more so than a hitter. Um, so I could. But literally... again, I, I I don't disagree. I think last year statistically should have been a Vlad year. So I could literally be the best player on the planet, and if I didn't, if my team didn't make the playoffs, you guys aren't considering me as much. The award is not going to the best player; it's going to the most valuable player. Yes, and I think the definition of that is still subjective, and I think that's the problem. That's why the NFL has those two different awards: the yeah. MVP and then the offensive player you get the award. Yeah. Easy. Hmm. Interesting. Demand your organization to bring in better players or demand a trade to a better team. It's the only way you solve that. Rich always get richer. Yeah, go to the Yankees. Or the Dodgers. Or Dodgers. Interesting. Interesting. So no confirmation on how to award the MVP. Rookie of the year, you guys don't have the same argument, right? Because rookie of the year is statistical. You're not... It still needs to be statistical. It does. But it's easier because... So few rookies make an impact, and it's easier for one individual rookie to stand up above others. Yeah. Who <laughs> Rodriguez? Exactly. See, it's one. The def. I'm looking at the definition. What's the definition of the most? Hold on. How does the MLB define the MVP? There's. A, Jesus Christ. This is on the Baseball Writers of Associ- of America and Association website. Just to be clear. 
There's no clear-cut definition of what most valuable means. This is literally on the voting frequently asked questions site for the voting and governing body of this award. There is no clear-cut definition of what most valuable player means. It is up to the individual voter to decide who was the most valuable player in each league to his team. The MVP need not come from a division winner or another playoff qualifier. Basically a voting vector and they choose their top 10 players. So Otani added value to his team. It just wasn't enough. Yeah, uh, yes. Because but I'm starting from a lower... But until you can statistically I'm... measure and quantify it, then you it's all subjective still. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting from a lower basement than, like, if he was on the Dodgers or something, is my argument. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying you can't measure Otani's boost on that team versus Trout versus Rendon versus anyone else on that team because there's not a statistical measurement to say that Otani... I guess there is. There's wins generated or something like that, Mark? This was... Yeah. Isn't there a... There's so many stats for baseball. I'm surprised that there isn't a formula for this already. This was your question, Dave. It's a popularity contest. Like I said, they picked their top 10 players. And that's it. Sorry. This was your question, Dave. So I'm asking you for an answer. I've given you an answer. There are statistics in place, whether it is... uh, war when uh above uh wins above placement or there's a, a like a wins generated or something that there are advanced metrics in place that baseball writers of the uh, association of america or the mlb needs to set a quantifiable way of calculating this as opposed to literally on their website saying there is no measurement it is in the hands of each voter that is well that's unacceptable my question was, your question was, what is that quantifiable way? Right. And I clearly didn't do the research needed to have an answer for that. I wanted it to be a discussion. I didn't realize it was going to come down to me giving an answer. I just wanted to know your thoughts. Classic Dave. What, if you wanted to give it to me today without doing more research into advanced analytics, the leader of war as a pitcher would get the Cy Young. The leader of war of the batter would get the MVP for each division. The leader of war among rookies would get the rookie of the year. Done. Easy. Then you know what it is. There's no debate. Mm -hmm. And you can see where you are as the season goes along. So if you know that, okay, I'm, I'm Aaron Judge and I'm leading, but I can see that somebody is catching up to me on that war rating. I know which exact measurement is going to define whether or not I'm going to be the MVP. Devil's advocate, though. If you're going up against a team with the guy who's leading and it is going to be statistical, then you can maybe start walking him or you can, you know, mm-hmm. you can fudge the numbers a little bit. Yeah, but a walk is still a positive on the war scale. You still have to have the other person outperform someone getting walked four times in a game mm-hmm. in order to make up ground. Yeah, in the heat of the moment, I mean, you're in the middle of a game. I would think that's not the top thing on your mind hey, not, not for Gabe who's extremely spiteful hey, you're gonna win something yeah if, I, I promise you, you in dodgeball if Gabe knew I was up for some like catching competition he'd just roll it across the court be like catch this <laughs> very spiteful um, we are out of time, so I want to save Dave's questions, so I will announce them right now. Uh, Gabe, if you 
either want to join next week or we will just start with you both and get your answers. This is uh, the halfway point of the NFL season. So Dave wants us to award our halfway uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach and Rookie. So we will do a one week plus a day celebration uh, on the next podcast. Any other sports news anyone wants to talk about quickly? Wow, no. Mark. I know. Wow. Okay, Gabe. I mean, oh. nothing's really happened, right? I know. Gabe, Dave, just writing boners everywhere. I, I thought it was interesting that with um, all of the rules implemented in the NFL to protect quarterbacks and improve offense, uh, league scoring is at a 12, 13-year low. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I did a little bit of uh, research into it, and it turns out that when you put all those rules into place to protect the offense, the defense serves to gear itself to those high-powered offenses, which opens up the running game a lot more. So... Apparently, the, the distribution of runs to passes and that ratio is pretty consistent year over year, but the efficiency of running is way up this year. So the big bang plays, because a lot of teams are now playing two deep safeties way more often, allows for more uh, higher efficiency running. So the clock is always moving more. Mm. And as a result, scoring is down. I mean, there's obviously other factors that go into it, but I thought that was a very interesting... That is interesting. Um, sorry? I said that is really interesting. Yeah. So you, you're seeing rushing numbers are way up, even though the quantity or ratio of passes to run is consistent year over year. Hmm. Cool. Well, let's end on that really cool fact. Uh... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tiki Talkie, all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll see if I edit this. If I don't, I'm kind of sorry, but not really. Because uh, I'm busy. And I don't even know if I have an intro and outro for this uh, saved on my computer. So I'm going to have to find that. And if I can't find it, I'm just going to put it in. If I'm not putting it in, why am I bother editing this at all? I can just post this audio as is. So we'll see. We'll see. if I. Basically, this all hinges on did I save an intro and outro for this podcast on my computer. But uh, if that's the case, I will edit. If I can't find it, then fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Visit rabblepress.com for more podcasts.